The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today, we're joined by Dr. Perinda Khatri, Chief Executive Officer of Cherokee Health Systems in Knoxville, Tennessee, who's going to discuss how technology can help physicians integrate behavioral health care into their practices. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Khatri. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which seems especially important, recognizing uh, everything that uh, we have been through over the past uh, two and a half years. I want to start with a little bit of a backgrounder on behavioral health integration, just for purposes of getting kind of a, a benchmark set with the audience out there. When we talk about behavioral health integration, what do we mean by that? When we talk about behavioral health integration, we are really talking about a team of behavioral health and medical providers working together to provide comprehensive care to patients. And so historically, behavioral health has been siloed as a separate specialty service, but really behavioral health conditions, issues are present in the vast majority of medical visits. Would it be fair to say right now that we are in a behavioral health crisis? Absolutely. In fact, uh, many experts are calling this the twindemic. It's not just the pandemic, but it's also the mental health crises that's really plaguing all of us globally, nationally, and in fact, in particular, we're seeing tremendous, tremendous increases in mental health problems in children and adolescents. Do you think that the, uh, the average practice out there is, is prepared for that change? One thing that I'm hearing from uh, my colleagues across the country is how unprepared they have felt in dealing with the constant onslaught of the emotional suffering and pain and mental health difficulties that their patients are presenting with them, in particular, patients who have in general been well-adjusted and healthy, but the pandemic has taken its toll. I think lots of other stressors, the political climate, uh, the environmental climate, all of these stressors are converging to place a tremendous burden on our communities. So I guess that really sets up the question we want to talk about today, which is the urgency Mm -hmm. around accelerating uh, behavioral health integration adoption across the country. So let's talk a little bit uh, about that urgency. Yes, I think right now is the time we know what it's like with the old way when our systems have been siloed access to mental health care is very difficult and so anything we can do to open up access to enhance the behavioral health capacity and that's going to be integration into primary care other medical services anything that we can do will undoubtedly have an impact in the quality of life of our patients, the people who we serve. 
So we have a tremendous opportunity right now to change the trajectory of health and well-being for people in our community. Now, just listening to what you're talking about, um, obviously the need is there, it's urgent, but I have to imagine that there are some obstacles uh, that would prevent, at least right now, the kind of widespread adoption that you're talking about. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what's in the way. One of the key factors that has been a barrier has been the current payment model. You know, our healthcare system has really incent been incentivized to provide siloed care. So we actually lose money in many practices by bringing a team of people together. Wow. People make more money by churning, by separating services. And in fact, we don't even have great coding to capture what is happening. So the financing of the system has really not supported behavioral health integration. And it's absolutely critical that we make that change. We have to really push that lever. The other really key barrier is workforce. And in fact, it's also a reason to integrate. There are not enough behavioral health providers in this country. We could triple the number of behavioral health providers in this country, and it would not be enough to address the mental health concerns that are present. So we have to find a different way. Well, one of the ways uh, that uh, we might help the situation is through technology. So let's talk a little bit about what that might look like. Um, the AMA, in collaboration with Manat Health, has developed a yes. report that specifically looks at how incorporating telehealth and other Yes. Digital tools might help accelerate the adoption of BHI and uh, increase its overall effectiveness. And you were part of a working group that contrib contributed to that report. Tell us how uh, you know, that experience uh, went and, and why you got involved. Absolutely. You know, one thing I think most people in healthcare can agree on is the pandemic allowed for a complete disruption, the old way of doing things and allowed for virtual technologies to play a role. In fact, in many cases, it was the only way to provide care. So if we want to help sustain and impact uh, how we can be better, work smarter, following the pandemic, we have to get together in a collective. And, and for me, it was a no brainer to be able to join this group. And what I found is there was tremendous consensus in how exciting this opportunity is to bring virtual technology in to improving access to care, quality of care. We were all on the same page. The question really then became, how do we get there? How do we make this the standard of care? What do you know, on that topic, what do you think the key takeaway would be? I think the key takeaway is to, number one, recognize that virtual technology is not going to replace care. It is a, an added way of opening up access. People really now, the people now are 
used to a certain way of getting access to anything. And what we find is some of our patients love in person. Some of our patients love the technology, particularly in rural areas. We have people who save a three hour drive just through virtual technology. And some people like both. So what this technology does is it allows us to tailor the kind of care that we want to partner with patients um, in providing. And so that's just really a wonderful way of taking healthcare to the next level. Is that, the, uh, the is that what you mean by just, I, I think the term was digitally enabled? Yes. Uh, well, digitally enabled care really uh, means that the opportunity is there. The access to virtual health technology is there. And in fact, in our system, we ask patients, what would you prefer? And that level of choice and flexibility, I think, can be a powerful game changer for our healthcare system. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Dr. Katri, I'm curious how your participation uh, in that initiative is going to affect the way that you integrate behavioral health at your own system, Cherokee Health. Well, I, I, left, I left our meetings and our work energized at the momentum that is already present regarding integration of behavioral health and primary care and the use of technology to optimize uh, what we can do to provide access to integrated behavioral health to our communities. And I really am feeling much more optimistic that in the not too distant future, we will think of integrated behavioral health in primary care medical settings as just the way we provide care. That, that, that would be a big and important shift. Um, and it is it does feel optimistic. Uh, I, yes. I love that uh, all coming together. Um, when, you, when you think about on the other end of that, um, some of the limitations around VHI uh, technology, you know, what would you advise practices to think about as they start to implement kind of that new vision of care? I think it's important to have champions in your clinic. I think it's important to really identify the patients who would be most interested in digitally enabled care. Whenever you're starting anything new, it's always good to have a team of people who are very passionate about it. And I would urge practices to think about virtual technology, digital enabled technology as one more way that they can improve the quality of care, really improve access to care. And it can be very, very powerful in terms of enhancing the quality for the provider as well. Because for many providers, they worry about patients if a patient doesn't show. Well, this is a wonderful way 
to be able to have a touch point or have high touch with a patient without the physical demands of getting into the clinic. Now, I imagine, you know, like any kind of new thing, uh, there can be, you know, big question marks around just how do I get started uh, with something like this? What, you know, what's your advice for practices that are looking to implement uh, digitally enabled BHI? Well, certainly our goal in uh, this for BHI report was to develop some kind of a playbook, some initial getting started uh, guidance for practices. And I know the AMA also has wonderful resources on how to get started. I would urge people, don't worry for the perfect the perfect is the enemy of the good. So just get started, even if it's just one patient at a time, a few patients at a time. This is going to be a game changer for you and your patients and the overall practice. Do you, uh, I guess I would, I would guess the answer to this question is going to be yes, based on the optimism and the, and the work that the, uh, the team had done. You know, do you see this as the future of patient care? I see this as the future of safe and high quality, accessible patient care. In fact, I think it's going to be very difficult in the future to be able to provide accessible, safe, high quality care without integrating behavioral health, without integrating virtual technology. Dr. Katri, you've made me feel more optimistic. Uh, it's great Good. to see technology kind of step up into the appropriate role to enable physicians to deliver what is clearly uh, uh, you know, a significant patient need right now. Um, you mentioned some of the uh, resources that we have on hand. Uh, I just wanna note that physicians can view and download the AMA's BHI Return on Health Report, as well as other behavioral health tools and guides on the AMA's website by searching BHI. Uh, we've also included links in the description of this episode. That's it. Uh, for today's video and podcast, we'll be back with another segment soon. Uh, make sure to check out all our video and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us today, and please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine.